This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dugout Mug Studios. This is the seventh inning stretch. And we're back, and we got a classic guest here with us. We got Josh Lewis. I missed Lewis. it. I missed that. Baseball. Thinking. I haven't said that in a while. Josh Lewis, it's good to have you tonight on. We got Josh Edwards, the usual co-host with me. I'm Darren, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, seventh inning stretch. We're back after a two-week absence. Gentlemen, why wouldn't we be back? We got Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame stuff to complain about. I got Hall of Fame, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's always an interesting time of the year. People questioning, Darren, why do you care so much? I care, people, and I'm going to explain tonight why I care. And we're all going to care tonight. Hall of Fame, we'll get into that. We'll also touch on maybe a little bit of next year's class as well. A closer going for a lot of money. High price closers working out. And, of course, I'll get these guys with a little MLB trivia out there. Logan Stone, we'd be remiss. A little salute out to you. Hope you're feeling a little bit better, my friend. Get that voice ready. We need you. Me and Josh need you for that breaking news when Snell goes. Or uh, wait, he, we tweet us like 20 minutes ago about David Robertson. He's all over it for us. So, Logan, big shout out there. Variety Sports Network. Josh Lewis, let's start with you, our guest tonight. How you doing, my friend? I am good. I am even better. Uh, speaking of breaking news, that Jock Peterson signed with the uh, Diamondbacks and did not re-sign with the Giants. So, I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> right there, we got it right there. Josh Edwards, he's on five seconds. He's already breaking news. Hey, I told you he was gonna make Try me to help. bed tonight. <laughs> Every time with it. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's get right into it. Let's get to where Lewis is funny. You hit me up. I was well, I, you know, me and Edwards have been thinking about your name and some of these things that especially have been coming up in the offseason. We've mentioned you a few times. Hall of Fame comes up right away. I think we've done a few shows last year. I, I'm going to start with the whole thing because for me, it matters. Like, it really does. Now, the reason it's lost some of his luster is I think some of these guys have, because of the Roy's guys, they've maybe got in earlier than maybe I'm used to, and that's what's kind of messing with me, I feel, a little bit with some of this stuff. So you guys are going to counsel me through this tonight a little bit as I, I get my Hall of Fame thoughts off, off my chest. Before I go on Beltre, Mauer, Helton, um, let's start with you, Edwards. What was your thoughts on the Hall of Fame? Those three guys getting in, was there any complaints? I have it down there. Where did the voters go right wrong? Your initial thoughts, and we'll go to Lewis there. Well, Billy Wagner was on my list of complaints. You already hit him. Uh, yeah, one-year deal. Options. Can you get us the uh, amount, Logan? Because I couldn't find that. Um, but my other one is, how does Andrew Jones not make it again? Right. What is going on? I'm with you. Like, what else do they want from the guy? Ten gold gloves? Um, I mean, 400-plus home runs? 500-plus home runs. 400-plus home runs. I can't remember. It's one of the bigger numbers. I mean, the dude's not all over the charts up and down. I don't know yeah. how he doesn't get in with other guys who have already made it in. I, I just I don't understand. He's Here's one of the that. greatest defensive center fielders. He's probably the greatest def defensive center fielder of that generation of players. Oh, 100%. Um, Lewis, real quick, you're on that. I want to get that, that comment in here real quick about this, and I'll send it over to you. Respond to Josh on that. I'm not convinced Beltry on Beltry. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. I think Helton was the most deserved. I know you were a big fan of Helton. What do you think about Jones? Uh, Josh's comment there on Andrew Jones not getting in. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Like, if you think, especially like our, our age, right? Like, if you think one, like one of the kind of barometers I use for the Hall of Fame is like, was this player the most dominant at his position? And you have to say yes for Andrew Jones, like for, for a decade. Like there's some longevity factor to the Hall of Fame as well. I get that. But for more than a decade, he was the most dominant center fielder. And like, to me, it just boils down to that. Like you can get all, into all the statistics. You can pretty much make a statistical analysis for anybody to get into the Hall of Fame. So I don't, I don't yeah. put too much, like an overbearance on statistics for the hall of fame but one that's one of my barometers is was this guy would you just look at this guy and instantly know like the eye test, eye like, test. Is, yeah is he a hall of famer was he the most dominant at his position for for more than a decade then absolutely yes and i ooh no 
Uh, I'm, <laughs> I was, uh, I was upset about Sheffield too. I'll give you that one. Sheffield, I believe should be in as well. Jones should be in. I was one of the people that was like, we should have like seven guys elected this year. Like it, it should have been a, a much bigger class. We should have set a record for, for how many guys got in. Um, but that being said with how terrible the hall of fame has been over the last few years, uh, and how frustrating it's been over the last few years, I was happy with how it kind of turned out. Um, I want, I, I, I think the, this part, too, was the most kind of interesting to me. I'm putting Sheffield and Jones in over Beltre and Maurer. I, I guess for me, I, 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 Beltre to me, like, was not – I guess I'm to the first ballot thing. Maybe that's what it is. Like, Beltre's a Hall of Famer, but, like, when I watched him, kind of the way you're saying Andrew Jones, I think Beltre was a little better than Jones. But still, like, I didn't think, like, he passed the eye test as, like, a all-time great. And I guess that's where, like – I, maybe I'm looking at it too old school in a way, like where his numbers just should be he's in the Hall of Fame. So he's in the Hall of Fame. doesn't matter when he gets in. But then you look at Maurer getting in on first-time Hall of Fame. It's like if you look at his numbers, really, I mean, he had this unreal three-year stretch. But he, re- I don't think he had more than 20 home runs in that one year. And I'm not that saying, like, he's not a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player. But, like, I guess maybe the Roy's guys set this up where they're not getting in to where now these guys are now jumping onto the ballot as first-timers. And it's kind yeah. of throwing it off a little bit to where my eyes as a child <laughs> during the Roy era has made this like where it makes no sense. I'm like, how in the world is Gary Sheffield not a Hall? I wa- That guy, when I watched him play, was a bad man. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Man, he, I mean, like, I, and that's the biggest one for me is Beltre. When I watched him, it's weird. His career didn't take off. He had that one great year in L.A., then sucked for four in Seattle, went to Boston, changed his life the next seven years. And so like, that's the Beltre issue I have. And so like, I'm just like, how does Sheffield not get it? You guys say Jones for me, it's Sheffield. I, I just don't understand. What I would so I don't know. Yeah. It's Sheffield, fun. Sheffield's definitely in the same conversation. I would put Sheffield in there. Billy Wagner's another one, like the, those kind of dominant guys. I literally for this year, I, f- I kind of figured Joe Maurer would benefit kind of what you're talking about. Like yeah. he kind of benefits from, the class that he's in um, in in terms of eligibility and whatnot. And so I thought he would get in just based on that. I was pretty shocked that Sheffield didn't get in on his last, these guys that are on their last couple of years that are borderline guys tend to get in because everybody's like, Oh, it's their last year. Let's get them in kind of like, let's vote for him kind of thing. And so I was kind of surprised that Sheffield didn't get in, um, especially with all the, um, for lack of a better term, publicity he's been doing the last few weeks. <laughs> he's, he he's been everywhere. <laughs> it's the Royds thing, right? With him, like that's what it. Like he was in that. He was in the whatever the 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 thing that went to the government, all that good stuff. I don't know, Edwards. That was one of my. I think I think I'm being a little harsh on Beltre. I look at his stats, and I, the more I think about it, I'm like okay, he's a whole fan. I'm just like I got to relax on the first ballot. I think I think I think with him because like I watched him, I'm like. I don't know. Let's. I just didn't see first like all time great when I'm watching Beltre. I guess so. I don't know. That's. I guess that's my thing. I'm in the same. I'm in a very similar position as you on that. Like, uh, yeah, he, he has the Hall of Fame numbers. Um, he falls into the category, but he he's not a guy that I'm like, oh yeah, that dude's lock in Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. He just did, growing up, he was not a player that. I guess I paid enough attention to or was impressed by or the stats impressed me, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be there, but it's just, yeah, it's the Hall of Very Good anymore. I don't, the Hall of Fame is not a big deal for me anymore. It sucks. Well, see, that, that, and for me, I guess that, I guess as a, as a guy that does a show with you every week, a show guy that does a baseball show with you, like, I don't know. I wish it mattered more a little bit at times. And I wish the baseball, like, I don't want it to be like the NBA where you're letting everybody and you know, everybody, everybody and everybody, but I also want it to be where it should matter a little bit. And I think the MLB writers have always had way, way too much power in this whole entire say, I feel like they've had, they've had way too much say in this. And the, the fact that Pudge is in the fact that Piazza, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying like, there's just Ortiz gets in on his first. I, I, I just feel like all those guys are great players. We need to be putting in the best players. Like that's what the hall of fame is. It's a museum. And I think Lewis, I think for me and you, that's still the attraction in that sense of like there's this mystique to it. As I have like these guys up on the screen, I mean they're they're on all time. They're in Cooperstown now. I mean these guys are now the elite of the elite. And I know 
Let's spend a little time on Helton now for a second. I know you were happy about him getting in. I, I was so excited. Like I was literally like I turned on the uh, the announcement and I was watching it with uh, with four of my boys. And um, I was basically like as soon as uh, John Rowich came up, came up there, Josh Rowich, sorry, excuse me, came up there to uh, to make the announcement. I'm like, everybody shut up. I want to see <laughs> I want to see if if Helton gets in because that's my boy, man. Like I yeah. I grew up loving Todd Helton. Um, he was one of the reasons why I loved playing first base, which was not my natural position. I just liked playing it because Helton was there. And so it just, I, I was super excited for him to also kind of bust the whole mystique around Coors Field, right? Like we, we shouldn't hold it against players that played uh, at Coors Field. I was talking with a buddy of mine this week and it's like, we don't use the opposite effect of Coors Field, right? Like we don't say, oh, that pitcher had a 4.2 ERA, but he pitched at Coors Field, so he's a Hall of Famer. Like yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't use the opposite <laughs> argument. Like why he threw a three we, hitter? That's a no hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like what why are we why are we doing this? Like, why are we holding it against Helton? So um Helton's one of those guys where like growing up and watching him and like, dude, that is a Hall of Famer. Like he passes the oh, eye yeah. test. He was phenomenal gold glove caliber first baseman, just a tremendous hitter in terms of average when average mattered. And like, just such a great player, such a great dude too. like, just went about his business was a kind guy. Like just was one of the genuine good dudes of baseball. Like I loved, um, I lo what's that quarterback at Tennessee, even quarterback right. at Tennessee, beat out, beat out Peyton Manning. Come on. Um, no, uh, the, uh, so I was, I was super excited for him. I honestly, as soon as they announced him, I didn't care what else happened. Like I was, <laughs> I was so on, in on Helton that I'm like, as soon as they announced Helton, I'm like, yeah, Beltre's going to get in whatever. I don't care. Like he wasn't like a favorite player of mine or anything. So it's like, he'll get in, he's got the numbers, whatever. And then as soon as they said Helton, I'm like, yes, I'm excited. I'm jumping up and down. I was yelling and, and all that sort of stuff. And Larry Walker walks out and can run. Walker though, Walker though had it going for him that he didn't play his entire career in, in no. course. And Walker's so. about he should have been an automatic Hall of Famer. To your point on Helton a little bit there, a little bit is he was getting. I think what we taught last year because he didn't get in, we were like, "This is the Coors effect." Like this is part of that deal with him. Like you're right. Like when we watched him play, this guy's you know he's a, he's unreal. Like you know, I, I, like I said I got some of the highlights go here going in the background with him, but like. The guy just locked in. I remember as a guy when he came to the Bay Area, right? You know, like the games would be on TV or locally before you had before I could get MLB TV back then. Like it was a big deal to see him hit. Like Kruko and those guys would get excited for him, even like talking about them. So you knew he's a big a good hitter. And um, the fact that he's able to even make a World Series with that team, and I'll get I'll get to play up here in a second after I let Edwards go on him. But like uh, just as he was very. The thing I think people forget about him, because in, in, in baseball it can get lost very easily on TV, is how smart he was. Like, you know, like he really understood the game at like a very in-depth level, which helped him get to the Hall of Fame. So, go ahead, Lewis. I'm going to get a, a little special play here on Hell on the screen here. You can talk about him for a second. <laughs> Lewis or Edwards? Edwards, I mean. Sorry. There you go. I mean, honestly, right? man. I mean, Helton. I was. I went off pretty hard last year in our show when Helton didn't get in and. Uh, to see him get in is good. I think, I think all around a lot to what Josh said about breaking the cores effect and, and you know how that was always an excuse for guys not getting in from Colorado and it, he he was one of the greats out there. I mean, I think he's at times overshadowed because he played in Colorado and he and he never got to have the the major act team accolades that other guys have gotten <laughs> with the World Series and the, and the pennants and everything else. <laughs> Showed the exact play that Logan didn't want you to show. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matt Carpenter back at the Cardinals Uni there, Logan, right there That's for it. Back in the day. <laughs> Come on. That's the play. Look, 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 look. That's one oh, of my yeah. favorite. <laughs> this is a very smart play there by the man. Just, just an unreal first baseman there. Josh, I mean, I mean, yeah, just he, one of the best. He killed he he was. Killed the enemy. I mean, when I'm when Tony when Tony Gwynn says you're going to be a hall of when Tony Gwynn says you're going to be a hall of famer uh, in your second week in the big leagues, like you're probably going to be pretty good. Oh, I know. He was an amazing hitter. Like, and the fact that he even raked like that in Colorado was just impressive too. Like, he was just 
He was one of the better players. I mean, every time you were drafted him in fantasy baseball top three, there's no doubt with that. He was a lock. He's bad. Oh, yeah, the guy that batting 340, 30 home runs. Yeah, I'll take that guy right off the right. bat there. And playing in Colorado. And then even when he was on the road, it's not like he was a terrible hitter by any means. Wow. So Yeah, his uh, splits aren't bad. No. All right. Let's get to the guy that was a little controversial. That's Joe Maurer a little bit. Now, I think controversial is more in terms of the longevity of his career, which is fair. He, like I said, he only had one season, I believe, where he had 20 home runs. That was, and, and it was a monster season in 2009. Like, that's as good a season as you can have as an MLB play, player as a catcher, like the way he had. I think he led in slugging, on base. I mean, like, every category, like, other than, like, home runs and RBI. But, like, just a beast on every level. Um, but the longevity of the career does kind of make me think about the Hall of Fame stuff a little bit and what we've done in the future. And maybe this is more of a positional thing. And he didn't play that position all that long. He did play it for a while, but he didn't play it all that long. Makes me think Posey's maybe a 100% in. Like he might Dude, be gonna, Posey's got to be a lock if Mal Yeah, is. I mean, that's as lock as it gets. It's probably, he might not get, that's what I'm saying. He might get all the votes now after I see something like that. Because Mauer didn't win three World Series either. So what do you got? What do you think of Mauer there? Josh Lewis. What do you think of there? <laughs> Mauer getting in there? So th this was a heart pick for me. Like, I just liked Maurer. So, like, I was happy for him. Like, I don't – if I was looking at it objectively, though, I'd be like, all right, like, let me use that same barometer that I used earlier. Like, does he does he pass the – like, was he one of the most dominant players at his position for a significant part of a decade? Yeah. And I don't put too much stock in the home runs just because I don't – that's not a value uh, stat for me for catchers. Um, and so, I mean, you get, look at guys like Yachty, you get look at guys like, uh, like Posey, like not, none of them hit a lot of home runs. Like Piazza is like the exception, right? Like there's, there's not many catchers that hit a lot of home runs. So, um, Salvi Perez, maybe a little bit now, but, yeah. um, like okay, it's, it's not a position in. that's based on, that's based on power. Like, can you handle, can you handle the pitching staff? Can you be durable? Can you be there behind the plate almost every day? Can you, I like th those kind of things. And, but then to add, first the, though, that's the thing. The, the, well, yeah. And so you add like the batting stuff on top of it in terms of like, I, if you're, if you're ranking catchers, I'm like, okay, if he got in, then, then like Posey and Yachty got to be locks because yes. they like, they're, I would put them ahead of him in terms of like dominant catchers. Um, but like, he was just, he was just a player that I liked. And so like, I'm happy for him. I don't like, I do think that he, um, again, if we get away from the statistical categories, cause like I said, like you can, you can kind of tweak the statistics to make them say whatever you want. Um, and so I, I think there are guys out there that have written a lot more words than I have on why Maurer should get in, in terms of the numbers. But um, but I'm, I'm with you. He does kind of fall in that borderline category. Uh, and I do think that he should have gotten in at some point. Um, I just think that there's, yeah, a lot of people, yourself included, like you already said, put, so put sort of a premium on that first ballot kind of annotation. Um, and so if we're, if we're using that as like a category, then is he a first ballot hall of famer? Probably do you, not. Do you think but, Lewis, hold on for just a second. Do you like he's one of the guys where I'm like, okay, is he automatic though? Like, I know like this season tells me he was a stud at every level, but there's got like we just said Sheffield's not, like again, so it's Roy's basin. But like, we just said these guys aren't in. We said Andrew Jones is in. Andrew Jones had stats like that in one year. And so I, I guess I like that's the part for me that always boggles my mind. It's like, okay, the voters now thinking position and mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I don't position carry position carries a lot of weight for catcher, not as much for center fielder. We've found out, yeah. but no. like the, <laughs> but for catcher, it does carry a lot of weight because it is a, a completely more demanding position than any other position. And I will say this, like, I don't have the numbers in front of me for like, com like comparison notes or anything. I didn't get that far that yeah, deep yeah, into yeah. the, into the research on it, but the, I will say this for Maurer. Was there anybody better during his career at catcher? There could be an argument said for no. No. So was, was he the best catcher of his era? Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, like, unless people can mention other names, because like I said, I didn't go into all the numbers and whatnot, but, and he, he overlapped with some guys like Posey, like Yachty, like uh, Posada is another one that's kind of controversial right now because Mallard got in now, but the, like, was, were there any catchers during his time better than him? You'd be hard pressed to make I mean, that like argument. No, I, I mean, you're looking at the National League then to compete with him on the best pit, um, some of the best catchers, probably like Jorge Posada was at his past his prime there. You know, Salvador Perez was coming in and you know, a few years later, you had other guys, but Mauer's better than him. Uh, I, I, like I said, I he's a Hall of Famer. Like I said, we're just kind of more debating is he a first time all? And I think that's, I think that has to be discussed because that's part of the baseball history. Like, it's my kids, if they become a baseball fan, for me, it mattered a little bit more for this stuff. Like, as they were a, a, like, and like I said, I will always say this: my the roids thing threw it off. Go ahead, Liz. yeah, hundred percent. No, for sure. So on that point that that you're just making on the first ballot, it's interesting that you say like with you and your kids. So I use a different number with my kids because we're all kind of numbers nerds a little bit in in my house, <laughs> and so we uh, like we sit at home and keep score during games. Like that gives you a, yeah. a an, an a glimpse into our life. I'm still but, waiting on my <laughs> scorecard, by the way. Oh, I gotta send it to you. It's 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 done. It's 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 oh, out. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, it's it's live. Like people can go buy it, download it, all that sort of stuff. So, um, <laughs> shameless plug there. Uh, the um, not so shameless. what we do. <laughs> so one of the numbers that we like, we like the voting percentage. We love that yep. number. Like that that is a big deal number to us. Like we were looking. My my son and I were looking at like uh, some Ken Griffey Jr cards that I have and that have given to him and stuff like that. And so we were talking, having a conversation about Ken Griffey Jr. And he was talking about how great he is. My son's 10, uh, 11, yeah. sorry, he's 11. And he's like, oh, he's such a great player, blah, blah, blah. Never saw him play. But he's like, how did he not get 100% of the vote, dad? <laughs> like, how did how did he not get 100%? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. And uh, so like, but that's a number that we look at. And so looking at Joe, Joe Maurer's number, that's a little bit lower, uh, Todd Helton, who's a little bit lower, uh, Adrian Beltre had a really high one. Like, so looking at that number, I actually put more weight, more stock kind of in that number than the whole like first ballot thing. I, and I agree. I think you, I think there's some, I think you make some valid points with that too. And, and I think the hall of fame, like forever. And I think that's what makes it fun too, for me is that it is debatable. Like I know like that is part of it for me that I enjoy. I'm a baseball nerd in a way like i will i looked at box scores as a young kid. like that stuff mattered to me like so i enjoy all this little discussions on things like oh i thought this player was better maybe i'm more of a west coast guy i got to see this guy play more and more when i was a kid like that stuff does matter and like beltre for me he's he was the most controversial guy to me because i'm just gonna be honest like his eye test didn't tell me he was a first ballot hall of famer now at the end of the day is he a hall of famer i guess I just didn't think of him as one of the 12 guys that him and David Ortiz is the best of the best. Like, and that matters to me a little bit. So I guess maybe I'm wrong in that. Now for, to Beltre's point, I got to give him credit in terms of the longevity of his career and the fact that he got better his last eight years. Like that to me stands out to him more than anything else is like, and he had a lot of humor to him. And so I enjoyed yeah. that part of it. Him and uh, Andrews would have some fun at shortstop. He would do the knee there, as you see there. What was it? The guys would always touch his head. That would make him freak out <laughs> yeah. a little bit. That was always kind of fun. And him, I remember him and Miggy's antics were always great. I remember him getting ejected for movie. Like it was like they were down like eighteen to six, and he moved the he moved the batting. Like the umpire's like, no, you got to get back because he yeah. was warming. Move, he was uh, the, the whole know. batting circle. Yeah, yeah he, he was like, in the all deck over. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll take that all deck circle and move it closer to where I was. And the guy's like, all right, get out of here. That's like one of my favorite moments there too. So as I got his highlights up on the screen, it's just kind of fun. I felt like we, this deserved a half an hour, Josh Edwards, of our time talking Hall of Fame. Um, I know, like you said, maybe it doesn't mean as much, but like for me, at the end of the day, though, Josh, like these guys are put in. They're putting us a, a certain class other guys won't be. So I guess it does matter a little bit. I mean, it, it definitely matters. It, it just doesn't feel like it carries the same weight as it did when we were kids. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like it's always the elite of the elite anymore. Uh, I think there's been years where there shouldn't have been anybody that's gone in. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there's just across the board, the standards have been lowered a little bit. And it's just easier nowadays than it was when we were kids and the expectation we saw growing up. 
I guess that's what it is for me. And I'm just the old fart saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> um, I, I guess you should, like, that's, now that's we're in, right? Wouldn't you be like Craig Biggio is a first time Hall of Famer? Like, I, yeah, I mean, Posey like, should be first ballot, Molina should be first ballot. Somehow, Posey, Jim Edmonds should get in there. I, I said Posey before I said okay. Yachty. Okay, good, good. Yeah, good. he did. He did. He's, he's, right. he's good because right. Posey's gonna get to go in first because his career was half as long because he wasn't <laughs> strong enough to play a full man's career. Uh, behind uh, the plate. Uh, why Posey doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame <clears throat> until after Yachty gets in. But like me with Beltre, which is that's for another day. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just it just seems watered down to me, I guess. Uh, it does. And it bothers me. In the, in the, yeah, I mean, just throw the roids in there. Make it one one portion of – I've never been – I want to go. I still have never gotten to go to the Hall of Fame. But oh, make it man, one area of the – whatever, however it's set up, and call it the steroids era and put the whole history out there. Put that it saved baseball. Because the home run race between McGuire and Sosa saved baseball. Steroid era saved baseball. It's important. Put the guys in there. But that means all of them. I mean, all of them. Yeah. Put them all in there. No, I- but that's their era. That's what it, they're yeah. going to be known for. Yes, they did amazing, crazy things. They were like the gods of baseball. Uh, Posey, how, how many MVP, how many MVPs did Yachty get? Uh, zero, as I remember. Zero, <laughs> yes, zero. zero, zero. Posey was definitely the better player. Yachty was the this better. Is had the better. He had the longer career, and to that he does deserve credit. I don't okay. take that away. Yachty I was think. the better catcher. Posey was the better athlete. Okay, who would you rather have, Mauer, Posey, or Yachty? Oh, Yachty. Posey. You yeah, I'll take the it. defense. So Mauer, so let that be hilarious to me if Yachty and Posey don't get in first time. Mauer does, and both of us didn't say Mauer was the guy we'd want first. That's not that's all I'm saying, people with this stuff. And so that, 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 I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm to, saying. So to jo- to Josh's point about the kind of the old man lawn conversation there, like I think it's I think it's valid. Like I'm going to take this kind of a a level deeper here that we won't super get into because it's not that kind of show. Like, but just <laughs> the psychology of it, like just. <laughs> <laughs> just the psychology of it, like, okay, like, I do think that we are in a unique um, period for our age, especially that we're like, yeah, that we're, we are in that transition of, okay, we had all the steroids guys, everybody's kind of made their ruling of what those guys are, were, or going to be whatever. And now we've got this kind of window of guys that were really, really good and that we really, really liked and grew up loving Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, like yeah. these guys. And then we're going to have kind of the, the, the next generation of, I do think we're in a transition period because now we're going to have the next generation is going to be like the trouts and the guys like that, that are going to be like, Oh, hundred percent easy. No easy. conversation about it. I think we are going to get back to that level of these guys are shoe ins. I yeah. just think we're in this weird little window of between eras of like different That's analytics fair. era, different, like all the, all different athleticism, different, a lot of things, different rules now. Like, I think we're, I think we're in this transition period where guys like Maurer, Helton, Posey, Yachty, like these guys that maybe weren't like the dominant best of the best ever, like in the history of the game, but they were good enough to get in the Hall of Fame for their era. I think that's a really good point. That the way you said it is perfectly too. It's because it is a, it's a transition. That's what Josh, I think, to Edwards' points like sometimes don't vote people in. Like you know that that could be part of it yeah. too. Is like if there's like sometimes they don't deserve to they, they don't deserve to go. My guy, that's my sport out there. I love you, appreciate you out there. Always supporting the show out here. Since Mauer, I'm telling you, as soon as Mauer get in, that was the first name I looked up because yeah. I've said it's Posada. I said I looked at their stats. I'm like Posada played a lot longer. I, Posada didn't have the year. That's the difference. He never had quite that that two year. Never run. had a standout highlight. But he but he also got third in MVP voting one year. He did so he did have good years, and he did win a lot of world. I just say that's the stuff for me. When he gets first bat, I look at Posada's stats and I go, his stats are right there. He just didn't hit for the average, but the power numbers are there too. So it that's the fun thing about this with the Hall of Fame. So yeah. I don't know, like but as the Hall we kind of, of move has on, become all offense, it feels like. 
it does. That's, that's my problem with it. Baseball is not just about hitting the ball. I think and, and, got way, for those five gold gloves, though. I mean, gold gloves matter. Being the best player in your position to play the position is important. And this is what bothers me about baseball now. Like, I still love the game, but I loved it more when I was a kid because the entire game counted. Now it's just who can hit the ball the furthest, who's got the best exit below, and who's hitting the best angle. Like, let's just make a home run derby be every game, and that just is what it is. It definitely needs to change in terms of that. Like, I think that baseball is recognizing some of those things that Happy Posada was. He was a he, I. He was annoying every time he was up. I was a little worried about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I was always worried about him. All right, I want to keep the show moving here though, as we kind of keep it going. I want to look ahead real quick uh, to the 2005. Some of the new candidates that will be coming up as I get them on the screen here. Um, you got Ichiro's probably going to be the one that's going to be automatic there. Some of the interesting names, Sabathia, he'll be also kind of on the list. Pedroia, I don't see him getting in the first year. Felix Hernandez stands out to me. Ian Kinsler. You have some funny names that will probably be off the ballot in the first day. Russell Martin. Adam Jones, good player, but I don't think, obviously, not a Hall of Famer. The Milkman, Melky Cabrera. Ben Zobrist. And a guy that, two guys that were, and you said, dominated the sport. Like, I mean, maybe a five to four-year four, to four year run, maybe. Hanley Ramirez and Troy Tulowinski. Two guys you would have thought automatic Hall of Famers. They won't get in. They don't deserve to get in either. But my point is, you, like you think about that with these certain guys for short period of times. That's what I think of when I look at this Hall of Fame list. I think each of those automatic, Sabathia should get in. The rest of them, I feel like Felix, man, he's the only one because I'm just like, this guy's a bad man. But he didn't play that long. But then you look at Maurer getting in, and you're like, what's the deal? Like, this guy should get in, too. So, I don't know. Any thoughts, Josh Lewis, looking ahead to that class real quick? If Ichiro doesn't get 100% of the vote, something is dreadfully wrong. Like, that, that's my biggest thing from this list. Like, there's not, there's not anybody on this list where I'm like, yep, surefire Hall of Famer, cool. Like, if Ichiro does not get 100% of the vote, like, there is – he won't. I know he won't, but – there's it's it's so wrong with the voting like he he should be in the amount the amount that he did just from the the fact that he was had already been in pro ball for so long before he got here is ridiculous like he's one of the most dominant one of the best right fielders ever not just of his era ever ever one of the best outfielders and so if he doesn't, if, if he doesn't get in with, okay, I'll, I'll, t I'll step back. If he doesn't get in without at least like 98, then, then something's wrong. I don't like to use much language on this podcast as Josh. So I won't, talk, but <laughs> as, a, as a young man, when he came in at 2001, gosh, he was a B to get out. That's all I'm going to say. Every time he came up, I was like, this guy is the biggest B in the world. Like every, he's just like, if there's a guy on second base, I'm expecting him to get a hit to, right between third and second or wherever the heck that stupid hole is and throw out Terrence Long at third base. <laughs> <laughs> I will say on, on that list too, and, and to the comments that are popping in, Dustin Pedroia was one of my favorite players, even though I hated the Red Sox, like hated the Red Sox. And so I hated the Yankees too. So don't be coming at me like I'm a Yankees fan. So, the, <laughs> but hated the Red Sox loved Dustin Pedroia because he was the kind of guy that played the game how I did. And so he was a guy that was a little undersized, just swung from his freaking cleats to try and get base, just to get base hits. Like I never I saw anybody swing so hard as Dustin Pedroia did to make up for every single inch of himself. And he just, Dustin Pedroia, one of my absolute favorite players and the definition of grit, not a Hall of Famer. Like, just, he doesn't have the numbers. He wasn't dominant. No. He wasn't, like, he was just, he was fun to watch. Like, he's kind of in that Jeff Kent category, it feels like. Even though I think Kent should get in. I feel like that's I think Kent should get in, too. But I, but I feel like that's where he's going to fall, like, kind of in that Kent area where he's, like, a Hall, like, Kent won an MVP, and I think he'll fall a little bit below that a little bit. I compare him more to, like, Jim Edmonds. Like he kind of he kind of has that like he he's got he's got the good like good defense he's got like kind of a good well rounded player he's got some pop here and there obviously different positions between second and center field yeah, but like it just kind of that just really really good player and somebody you, that you would want on your team in a heartbeat 
He's not a Hall of Famer for me. Edwards, the Hall of Famer for you, Pedroia? No. No. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The other one that kind of – Sabathia, I think he – I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he should get in. It's funny to me, both those guys, Pedroia from Woodland, California, which is like an hour from – hour and a half from here. Obviously, Sabathia from Oakland, as a lot of people know. So, like, uh, in the area, I always wish both those guys played for the, uh, the Las Vegas A's. Um, all right, as we, uh, Josh, I said it. All right, there you go. So you should be happy now. I said it, Lewis. I said it, Las Vegas. <laughs> you get your damn Tropicana field there, Lewis. All right, you get, all right, Logan gets it. You look at this list and you see how injury really, that's what I mean, like Hernandez to me. Yeah. High test, uh, yeah, Hall of Famer. Like, it's almost like the Lincecum yeah. effect with him. It's like these guys pass the yeah. eye test, but they're not going to get in because of injuries, I feel like. But I, I, they both were – they both, to me, could easily be Hall of Famers. Such a severe drop-off, like for, for Felix, for Lincecum, like those kind of guys. Like they were so dominant, and then just because they're almost like they hurt themselves – Yep. In terms of they were so dominant and so lights out that like the severe drop off that they had, it's like I would take this guy as a number four starter any day of the week, but that's not what we're used to seeing from those guys. And so, like the I think the drop off at the end of their careers hurt them. And I think the thing too, also as you look at these guys, is just like it's going to be fat. Like for me, like as these names go on, I get older. The names get younger. So we'll see what happens with these guys. Like Ian Kinsler's now on the list. Like, like Ian <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of funny to see some of this stuff. Like, and he was a beast too, but I don't think he's quite Hall of Famer. If Utley doesn't get in, Kinsler doesn't get in either. So, like, that's kind of how I feel about it. All right. I want to keep it moving here, guys. We're uh, Josh Hader signs with the Astros. Susie, shout out to you, Susie, out there. Had an interview, a great interview with her with Jessica for does the A's. Uh, uh, post sideline stuff. Shout out! I saw I always, she might not be variety sports anymore, but I like uh, Susie came out with us during the World Series. Always like the stuff. She's always working hard there, bourbon and baseball. So always like to shout her out when I can. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, be, be sure to check that interview out. Really good stuff there. Uh, closer Josh Hader. She was happy about that. Signs with the Astros. Five years, ninety-five million for a guy that will throw an inning. Uh, Sud be left-handed. Uh, does this? Give the Astros a the best bullpen. I got some of the names below, uh, and then we got and then you know, what do you think of this, Lewis? Does this give them a that best bullpen and just giving the hater five years, ninety five millions? Uh, uh, like short answer without any pitches being thrown. Yes, like <laughs> probably like the that is that is a pretty awesome bullpen until yeah. Hater blows out his arm next year. Like <laughs> the the asinine number that he got <laughs> and i'm not a fan of blake snell but the fact that blake snell's still sitting on the sidelines not getting what he wants like i'm just mind-boggling like i don't i don't like blake snell i don't think he should get his number either but uh that's beside the point like josh Hader getting that amount of money i'm just like holy crap like i i always have the running joke like you guys aren't out here in arizona but like I live in Arizona and it gets ridiculously hot out here. And so I always have the comment that closers in major league baseball are like car batteries in Arizona. Like you have to change them out every three years. Like yeah. you, you just have to like, it just, the closers in baseball are just like, they're, they, they have a good stretch. There's very few. There are some Mariano Rivera, et cetera, like that, that can make it for a long time, but not throwing like hater does. Like you look at Frankie Rodriguez, guys from the past, like that throw that hard. You look at uh, Diaz from uh, last year, missing the entire season. Like you just, you cannot financially responsibly justify giving that amount of money to a closer that's going to come out there and throw as hard as he can for one inning. A guy who complains about pitching ever more than one inning. Like I don't like just his personality that I've seen over the last two years. I don't like either. But like giving that amount of money to a closer is a lot of money. absolutely ridiculous. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think you might have commented on it, Lewis. As we were saying, like, will he beat D Diaz in a contract? Oh my guy, that's my sports uh, out there. Mets fan, crazy. Al Montero was a horrible starter for the Mets, but found success uh, in Houston. To your point, there with Hater is like 
he has some question marks in terms of, oh, yeah, I don't want to go out there. Like, that is a red flag right there. Big red flag. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, big red flag there. But he also is a beast when he pitches. Like, he is. Like, his numbers tell us he's a beast. He can get wild at moments, and he, he's had some spotty moments. But when you can just throw Presley Montero, and I'm a big fan of Abreu, uh, mm-hmm. I think he'll only get better as time goes on here in a few years. Like, people won't really know his name in a couple of years. Um, I think they have one of the, the best bullpens in the league, no doubt, especially in terms of options. I mean, they have anything they want to throw out there, Josh. And I think they're this, to me, Josh Edwards, this is a response to them losing to the Rangers in that division. Oh, absolutely. Not, not the division, not the division in the playoffs, I mean. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is about making sure that they can finish. Uh, and if you're going to pay this guy five for five years at $95 million, you better win – at least two World Series, if not three, in that five-year stretch. Damn. If that's my expectation. That is the only I'm way you can justify spending that amount of money on a closer. So do you Thank think the you. Mets are the same boat then? I think the Mets are stupid. The Mets owner is stupid. He went out and played fantasy baseball in real life, tried to compile a team with a bunch of freaking superstars, had no morale, wasted a bunch of money, and then had to sell off his players. And now he's rebuilding his team again. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's apples to oranges with the Astros and Mets. Like the the Mets just the Mets just kind of threw money team. at stuff and hope for the best. Like the the yeah. Astros had the Astros have a good team before Hater and That's- and added Hater to it. The Mets had no track record, no good team, no like no nothing when they just threw all this money around. Um, they had the polar and, bear. Uh, yeah, they they had yeah they had Alonzo and now like. You can put Lindor in that category too, I guess. Yeah. But like the, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way like the, <laughs> yes, they have some holes, but not like glaring, like yeah, not. I, I, I kind of disagree with you guys in the sense of, I think the Astros are automatically a playoff team. Like, I think that's how they're thinking in their head. And they can shorten the game down in the playoffs than more teams can. I'd say if they're healthy, like that, uh, Presley is really good. Like he, Ryan yeah. Presley is really good. So the fact you have him as like a guy that can go eight innings or go two innings there in a game in a, a playoffs, that's where I think it is. To Josh's point, though, the money in the long term, Edwards justifies what this contract does because that's insane. 95 million. How many times is he going to take the mound during the regular season? 60? If they're lucky, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you think about how much you're paying him per inning to work. Okay. This is insane. So, so does this – can this go to my next point? Does high price closers work out? And I haven't seen one work out yet. I I would say, okay, the only one that I, I – Francisco Cordero, right? I don't know if that's a name that rings the bell, but he was a closer. The Reds signed him. That actually worked out for the Reds at that level period. The time he went from the Rangers to the Reds. That worked out. That's a rare one. But most of them how many, don't how many World Series did the Reds win when they, they had did him? Not, but his okay, staff, so it didn't work out. Mark Melanson didn't win, but he he didn't get a hundred ninety five million either. Mark Melanson, uh, obviously with your Giants, didn't get the job done there after you guys signed him from the Braves. They don't get it done. No. The Chapman to the Yankees, two thousand sixteen. He doesn't get it done either over there. So I don't think most closers do get it done. I will say they can go to teams that have good years like Cordero, but they won't necessarily get. Or like Chapman, like you mentioned. Yeah, but they won't get a World Series in it. So it's very interesting to me that these guys get high-priced deals, Josh, to your point, that they don't want. If that's the – because to the closer position, $100 million is like you're one of the best players on the team. You need to get us a, oh, a Cy Young MVP. So if the Astros don't win that this year, and like Susie can be excited about it, but like – at the end of the day, a closer, it's like nine pitches. Nine pitches, your season can be a bust. So, I mean, like, two, two, pitches, two pitches, your season could be a bust. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll see what happens with that with Hader going forward. I thought that we had to definitely touch on that with Hader getting say, hold on, the closer is not responsible for good and bad season. Mm, I completely disagree with that. I would say that I've been on teams where I'm like, my closer blows and my team would be a lot better and they'd have a lot more confidence if my SOBs over there did not walk people to give them a setup to it. So yeah. Logan, get that voice straight. You <laughs> next week, because I disagree with that, sir. I have been closers have lost seasons. I am serious about that. 
That is that. Hey, that guess is, what? Hater has lost seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Logan, get that voice right. For right now, keep tweeting it, baby. I love you. All right, here we go. Diamond <laughs> notes. We keep it note. We keep it moving. Chapman, Paxton, Chapman to the Pirates. We got him out there. A guy, Mike McKendry, are you out there? Come on the podcast again. We want to get you out there. Paxton to the Dodgers. Hoskins to the Brewers. I kind of like that signing a little bit for them. Gallo to the Nationals. Uh, a Cuban signing to the uh, Rodriguez to the uh, to the uh, Blue Jays. I almost said Maple Leafs. Uh, Josh, shout out there, your hockey. Uh, David Robertson to the te- uh, to the Texas. A uh, little few signings out there. Robertson was the breaking news. We're kind of still waiting on Stellan Matt Chapman to be the big news. I guess Bellinger, if you want to throw him out there as well. Those are my diamond notes. Shout out to Peter Gammons there with the diamond notes. Uh, any of those signings, Josh Lewis, kind of uh, stand out to you? Uh, I was really happy with the Hoskins signings. I think that that was a great, like, Craig Council who, like, let's let's get Hoskins in here. Like, let's make a good, let's make a good signing. And <laughs> that's funny. Uh I, I like the Hoskins signing. I love the Paxton signing for the Dodgers because I'm a Giants fan. So I love that signing because um, he's terrible. The uh, Gallo signing, I'm like, eh. eh, like what? Like why? Okay. Like he I, he's another guy that kind of, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way in terms of like red flags and whatnot. Um, yeah. in terms Nashville of- seemed like a perfect fit for him though. See, but to me, they don't. They're so young and they're so talented, and they have more young and more talented coming up. Gosh, like, you know it, this. This is what bad teams do. They sign guys that can maybe hit forty bombs. That's what they do. That's what they do. They so they like, oh, like, I can take a chance on this guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they're thinking like like what you're saying. Like, okay, we've got a lot of young talent. Let's just throw this guy in and see like what sticks. But I'm like, if I if I'm running the organization, I don't want Gallo anywhere near my young players. Like, there's just. I don't want him rubbing off on anybody. Swing big. Um, so, yeah, I don't see. Yeah. Pirates would have been perfect. That would have been fine. Like pi- pirates would have been good. A's would have been phenomenal. He would have been a great <laughs> signing for the A's. No, we already um, got enough guys like him on the team. We, we got, we're going young now. We're going Vegas A's. We're going a little younger now. We're getting ready for the 2030 season. So we're getting, we're getting <laughs> there ready, ready for that. We're, we're close to it, baby. We're getting close. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the Rodriguez signing for Toronto. I'm I'm always really intrigued, probably more so than others, in terms of international signings. Oh, um, for sure. So I'm I'm a little bit intrigued to see uh, how that worked out, and if Toronto would just sign Joey uh, Votto, then I would be like, yeah, Tor- I'm I'm a Toronto fan. Toronto. This year. Right? Like yeah. I heard I heard the Angels are interested in Votto. Yeah. Oh as, boy. As hey. a, as an Angels homer, that's kind of sad. That's why I was but, like, yeah. what do you what do you say about that, buddy? Edwards, let me get your thoughts here on the central division with these two Chapman uh, to the Pirates, Hoskins to the Brewers. Your thoughts on those, any of those signings? Is Ho- Hoskins, I mean, he has potential as a first baseman. He's like, he got a decent deal, two year, thirty eight million. So it's not like they're expecting a bat two ten. So what do you kind of what do you expect uh, with those two signings in the NL Central? Does that have any effect in your mind? So Reese Hopkins to Milwaukee does nothing for me because they haven't done anything else. Uh, that's not enough to move the barometer at all. In my they opinion. haven't traded Burns at least. Yeah, I mean, but that I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. That team is nothing right now. I, I don't care how good of a manager Craig Council is. His first year, I hope for the, I hope the organization has set a very low bar for his first year, so he can kind of see where he's at, evaluate, and then make the changes he needs to make. Um, I don't need to see Milwaukee good for a few years, anyways. It wouldn't bother me if they're bad. Uh, uh, the Pirates, on the other hand, signing Chapman. I mean, did he was they really on your Royals him? last year. He was on your Royals, right? He was on there. Yeah, yeah, he was over there, and then he went somewhere else and didn't do anything. And because he to hasn't me, done it's like, years. To I don't know. I think it's a legacy back. signing. Do, do you think like when you see the so you when you see Hoskins and you see Chapman? I guess for me as a division, I'd say if I was you, I'd think okay, Hoskins could be the one that ruins, could make some noise in this division that turns turns it for the Brewers a little bit. You don't look at it like that with any of these guys then. No, they need they need the Brewers need another piece for me to even be worried about. I got you. I'm more worried about Cincinnati. <laughs> That's fair. Cincinnati to me is a little scary. Pittsburgh is a little scary to me because they got some youth. If they can stay healthy, Pittsburgh has the basis of a good team. They go out and get another starting pitcher that's 
you know, worth anything and they're going to be fine. Yeah. He's on there. No, uh, no, no deferments on the Paxton deal. My guy CP out there. What's up out there in New York? Always uh, appreciate you tuning in, my friend. That's my sports. You got Logan tuning in. You guys could do good stuff out there. Mets baseball. They they cover it. I've never been more into the Mets. CP, you got me a little. You got me into Mets talk. So I'm into your guys's uh, in the minor league system. I, who knew? Who knew Darren Breyer would be involved in the, the Mets minor league system? But always <laughs> shout out. Always appreciate the guys that follow us here on Seventh Inning Stretch. Always got to watch their shows. Uh, that's how we do it. We show a lot of love here on the show. We want to get that done. We're talking signings here, real quick. Still waiting on Snell and Chapman. I don't put Bellinger in that mix, but we'll, we'll whatever. He had a good year, so we'll put him there with that as, as well. We're still waiting on those guys. All right, real quick here, as we kind of get close to my MLB trivia here, right close to the end of the show here, uh, MLB's most disappointing teams this offseason. Is there a team, Josh Lewis, that you thought, man, I'd like to see a little bit more from this team? Is it the Mets? Is it my CPs? Is, is it just Mets? <laughs> you know, who is it? Is there a team out there? Um, I Yeah, I originally would have said, uh, until they got Imanaga, I would have said the Cubs um they have been had been pretty pretty disappointing yeah i mean shoot even even with imanaga i don't know maybe they're they're still pretty disappointing i would say um all right let me i'll just i'll say it the giants were kind of disappointing but like that's nothing new like that's, that's, Hicks. Not, Come on, what are you that's not new i love the lee signing i i like the robbie ray signing because that could that could turn into something um, I mean that he's a, he's a good pitcher if he comes back healthy. Um, yeah. so, but I, I saw the meme that's been going around and it's like so accurate. It makes me cry, but What's it's like, that? basically like we, we have Yamamoto, uh, and, uh, who are the other guys that they signed? Yamamoto, Shohei, and, uh, Hernandez. one other guy, I can't remember who they said. Hernandez. We have those guys at home. Yeah. Like yeah, they, that, that's what the giants did. They got the lesser version of all those guys. Oh and my gosh. So like it's just oh my gosh like for it's just another off season painful off season for giants fans to be like yeah you guys talk a big game and go after all these big name free agents and always lose out on them um so i was hey, shocked hey. that they were able to get lee oh but. my gosh at, at least the giants go after big name players the cardinals only like to go roster oh yeah everybody everybody the cardinals have signed this off season it's 34, 34, 36, 36, and 38. Cardinals made some awesome moves for five years ago. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They did that. Awesome. You got it. Yeah. Hey, um, freaking Louis, ridiculous. Lewis, you were talking about a bumper sticker thing there at the Giants. My dad's talking the other day. He's a guy who's listening to your baseball podcast. You, you, that guy from the guy from St. Louis that doesn't show his face. He's talking about you, Josh. Just laying down. He's, he goes, he goes, you made <laughs> no. a bumper sticker. He goes, he makes a, a new teal Marlins unit. He's going to come soon. Yeah. I know you're in the uniforms. All right. I got that, Brandon. We got you. We got you. I will see it on there. Show it. Send it to it. He goes, he goes, yeah, that guy in St. Louis. He goes, yeah, but uh, he goes, there's this guy. He's running for, uh, what's the guy that's running for uh, office now? He used to play for the Dodgers, something Garvey or something like that. I guess he yeah, it's some sort of affair with some lady. And now they, they, he said back in the 70s, they made a bumper sticker that said, you're not my padre. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, he said it was famous in California. So like my dad's like, I, the fact I'm like, dad, you're listening to the show. I love it. Appreciate it. We're well, a shout out to you there. Man. But he's bringing me, you're not my Padre. That's what that made me think about when you guys were kind of making fun of that there, of this, the, the idea of most disappointing thing. <laughs> so, you're not my Padre. He's said, so Steve Garvey, little shout out there to the seventies. I wish I had one of those bumper stickers. Get to, to Brandon's point, though, Marlins, Marlins have got to be up there for most disappointing offseason. Yeah. Josh, every signing for the first three months was like, yeah, the Marlins should get him. The Marlins should get him. Josh, they did nothing. They did nothing for you. I agree it's the Giants as well. I think the Giants, Lewis, it is. I mean, like, you get Hicks, you get your guy, you get your center fielder, but it just, again, it, it's not this, what the fan base is asking for. And so I think that's yeah. what's disappointing is, like, you guys – they sold out that stadium for a long time and they didn't, they, they just haven't delivered on some of those things. I think the Edwards point, I think the Cardinals do get a little bit of a little bit too. They didn't get, they didn't go out big either. You get Sonny Gray and that's supposed to kind of put a bandaid over some of those guys uh, that you got. So I don't know. I, I agree with you guys on that. As, as far as disappointing, like I look, I look at it a little bit like who got, who got worse 
in the off season, like that would, that would be more disappointing, right? Like you, you, the, the whole off season is predicated on getting your team better. Right. So yeah, that's a good one too, Logan. Like they, but teams that have gotten worse. So obviously the angels, the Rockies, the Marlins, Chris the, like, the, the A's haven't gotten worse because they haven't done anything and they're already bad. So uh, the A's don't make this list, Darren. <laughs> But they don't deserve. They, they can't the make list. They're eligible. You can't spend money and not make a list. That's part of it. You can't make a. How about the Padres though? They haven't. The Red Sox. The Red Sox have gotten worse. The Red, I don't Sox, think the Red Sox have gotten worse. We talked about them though. We said we didn't understand their plan. That was our right. Thing. But I, I don't think know. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I they, you just don't really know what they're doing. So we can't say they got worse because we're not sure what they're doing. It's like Giolito to me is a signing the Giants could have made though, like high risk, low reward type of deal. But like it's still like I'm like, what are they doing trading? The, again, you trade Mookie bets. I mean, for me, one of my lifetime all worst trade. It doesn't even matter at this point. You you guys are just a bit of bum of all time. All right, power surge. Seattle I want to get a disappointment. See, oh god, see, I think thank you, Josh, for mentioning that Seattle. Remember the GM? We talked about that too. Like, what do you say? He's like, just give us ten years. Or do it's like what? You made the playoffs one time in 23 years, and now you're asking for 10 years. They haven't got it. Yeah, the Red Sox and Mets might not be in the same tier, although I understand what – I think the Mets – you – that's like CP, I think he understands. He doesn't want the Mets to overspend on crazy guys anymore. So I get where he's coming from when he talks his Mets podcast. Like, the Mets, like at this point, they went ridiculous the last – we've already talked about with Diaz. They went ridiculous. They can't go again ridiculous. So as a fan, you're like, it's just not going to happen. So – I get where he's always coming from on that. So I think the Mets actually have a better chance this year because of that, believe it or not. They haven't gone yeah. ridiculous. So we'll see what happens there. Players, I just want to say this real quick, that I have power surge. I, I will do it. We'll get into this another segment because we're getting close to the hour mark. Your boy, that's who I have, is the biggest power surge. Your boy, Jordan Walker. I think Walker is going to go off. I think there's a chance he hits 35 bonds this year. He has a massive power surge for you guys. Josh Lewis, what do you think about Chisholm Jr.? Do you think there's a chance he could get 35 home runs? I feel like there's potential for him to have a little surge. Um, no, there's a reason why I traded him out off of my Dynasty League team. Oh, uh, right. So you don't I, so. I have zero faith in Jazz Chisholm. I think he's uh, I think he's more concerned with off-the-field stuff than on-the-field stuff, right. uh, me personally. But um, that's just outside looking in. Obviously, I don't have any insider information no, on that so. or anything. But just as a fan watching him and watching how he plays and, and his mannerisms and stuff like that, I'm like, nah, pass. Um, I I don't think that he can be the focus of that franchise. Like, I mean, you look at like they he was supposed to be the focus of that franchise. Right. And then Luis Arias, like said, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, just whatever. <laughs> and so I. Like, I, I just don't I don't see him. I think that uh, I, I I think that the way he plays the game isn't going to really translate to him having a big power surge anytime soon. Josh Edwards. The problem is more. he has all the ability and God given talent to be a power surge if he would just use it correctly and focus. Josh, I'm look, as you talk about him, as we talk about him having a big year, I think Walker. I think he's due. I do. I, I think he is, and I think Chisholm. We'll see what happens with him. I have the who will hit 500 career home runs next up here on the list. Sands at 402, Trout's at 368, Machado's 313, Harpo's Harper's 306, Judge is 257, Pete Alonso 192. Those are our closest guys to that list. You got some other ones down the below. Obviously, you have Soto. I don't think he'll get there. Kuna Jr., Vladimir Guerrero. Anybody you think will hit 500 on that list? That might be there. Lewis, any name? Do you think Stanton gets the 500? So I think Stanton can. It's just a matter of if he like pulls a hamstring on his. That's what I mean. I don't think he'll get there. I think he's going to be too injury prone. He is very injury prone. I think he can. I think it's a possibility. Like I would not be shocked if he did. Um, and same with, same with trout. Like, I, I don't think trout's as injury prone, as Stanton, but I think trout can get there based on their ages, based on if they can play longer stuff like that. Those are my two from this list. However, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the, the guys that are, uh, like I looked up the, the active leaders, uh, b- before coming on the show. And I'm, I'm more curious about the guys that right now, are down around like the 38, 39, 40 area. Give me a but couple. they're super young. Give me so a like couple. Soto, Acuna, like those two guys specifically. Acuna I think they can do it. I think they can do it. 
based on the not just not just based on the pace, but based on the fact that they're both under 25. Yeah. Like they're so young. They're just so young. And so even if they only play another 10 years, they're still only 35 and have hit God, who knows how many home runs between yeah. now and then. So I, I, those, okay. those guys are really fascinating. I don't think anybody else like Machado, Judge, Alonzo, I don't think I, any of those guys are going to get there. Harper could I, maybe I, I if he has a little bit of a little bit of a resurgence, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm more fascinated by the young guys Acuna and Soto coming up. I, I'd have to disagree. I think Machado and Harper do get there. I think they're, I think they're part, I think they do get there. I don't think they get blow it out of the water, but I think Machado, Trout, and Harper all get it to 500. I don't think Stanton does. I think Judge comes up short. Alonzo to me is still kind of out there. I just, I, I say no. Um, based I, on, based on averages, if Mike Trout can get to a hundred games a season, just a yeah. hundred, <laughs> like if, if he can get to a hundred, which he has only done, I think twice in the last four years, if Mike Trout can get to a hundred games per season for the next, however long he is like with how young he is, like we could see him get to six. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility for trout um, by any means. No, um, and that's, that's a pretty low bar. Like if you can get to a hundred games and, and do what you've been doing your entire career, like he could get to 600 home runs. So it's disappointing to see what he would have been at if he was healthy. That's when you dude. see those stats are like that with right? it. Uh, Nemo power surge, Nemo 24 home runs last year. Yeah. We could see a little power surge. I think uh, Alonzo is the one I'm interested with. Edwards, go ahead there. Why was Arenado not on the list? He's got 325. I don't think he's getting a five. I just don't see him getting a 500. You think he'll get there? He only needs 30 a year for the next six years. I don't see him. I see him dropping off here in a couple from 30. I think this year will tell us what happens. It depends. Does he come back as old Nolan or is he now the Nolan we saw this last year? See, I think so. I think we're going to see more of the old Nolan this year. And here's why I think you're going to see consistency in the lineup. The St. Louis Cardinals are going to have one of the best offensive lineups on paper in the MLB this year. It's not going to be deniable. Top to bottom, like one through seven is going to be a good lineup. But can he do that for five years? What I'm I saying think, is – I think him and I think him and Goldschmidt are heading down. So I I, I think your assessment of I, I think you're you've got some some fan blinders on there, buddy. I, <laughs> I think so you're hoping so you for the think, best. You think one year is more predictive of what is going to happen in his entire career in baseball. Yes. I would agree. I, I, I think, right. baseball, I think baseball, you can fall off a cliff a lot faster than any other sport. I don't think Nolan Arenado is one of those players. And, and I think he'll still be good. I think he is still a good third baseman and a serviceable third baseman. Like I would, I would take him over any of the third baseman we've got on the giants. Um, okay, but, so he's like, more than serviceable then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, he's still all-star caliber, but in terms there of the home go. run that we're uh, like that we're trying to get to here, like I, I just don't see it. That's a lot. Um, uh, th- this has been a this has been a just a really fun show just to have Lewis you on tonight too. It's just been really fun to have, and this kind of feels like old times here. We're talking baseball with it. Uh, most disappointing teams of it. Can I get to the final part of our show here with it? I want to wrap it up. Logan Stone on there with it. MLB trivia here with it as we get to the end of seventh inning stretch. Appreciate anybody tuning in tonight on a Thursday night, getting ready for NFC AFC Championship Sunday. I know it's football, Stephen. There, I know Edwards. Uh, so be sure to tune in to Talk on the Gridiron. All the preview shows here on Variety Sports Network. We'll be doing with the football. I know Josh has jumped on a couple of those. Uh, obviously, I, I've been on talking the gridiron, so be sure to turn on that if you're a football fan. But for right now, MLB trivia. I was able to stump Mr. Edwards and Mr. Stone last week or a couple weeks ago with Jared Weaver on the Angels. Ooh, that's a good one. That was my answer for one. So, who am I? Is on my MLB trivia here. Hint number one: I won a World Series my rookie year as a starting pitcher in the MLB. Anybody? It will not be from 1920, people. So uh, from 19, we'll give you from 1990 to now. We'll give you that kind of clue. Well, it's, it's, a little, it's, a, it's a big guess. But if you want to take one, I have a couple more hints, and then we'll get easier as we go. But if you want to take a guess. I already have a guess. All right. You want to give me a guess? I got John Lackey. Edwards, do you want to take a guess? 
Does not. Let's give Edwards a little clue here with it then, too. I don't want to reveal it yet. We'll get to it. Here, Edwards here, number two. I am a three-time world champion with Edwards there and the Cy Young with Sabathia and Beckett. We got that. There is it. I think we're pretty close. Edwards, you want to take a guess? Do you believe it's the same, or do you think it's somebody else? Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like. I think this will be the final one. I'm going to trust Josh. I won three World Series. I won three world championships with the Angels there. It is Mr. John Lackey. We knew Mr. Lewis was coming on. We had to put an angel on there that won it. The first <laughs> Lewis, well done. Getting it on the first clue. Was it? I always feel like that's a big clue with John Lackey winning at the rookie year. So I feel, I feel like you would know it. And Logan Stone, did you know it after that first one? I don't know if you would have. You didn't know that, that one. He's a little younger. He's a little younger there. So we'll wait to see if he would have known that. Did one. not win a World Series with the Cardinals. Sorry. No, he did not. Sorry about <laughs> that. He did not win it with the Cardinals. Sorry about that. Uh, sure Gentlemen, uh, that was a fun. Lewis, very nice. Nice. It was my first guess was Ryan until he said 1990. So that was. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. I would have got it. Uh, we had Jared Weaver at the other one. So can, obviously, seventh inning stretch. I'll continue to give you give you that. My hints will be during the week. There's always a few things that might come up that will give you a little clue. Nice. Next week on the show, I got a good some good videos for you. We'll, we'll, I want to look back on a, some good commercials in Major League Baseball. So I have a few that are lined up here that we'll get on video screen as we talk about it here. Josh Lewis, you gave me a great idea during the year about going about stadiums. I'd love to have you on about doing a draft with that one of these times. That would be fun. Absolutely. Uh, yes, you did get the Weaver answer. It took a few hints, though. All right, buddy. Took a few. I took credit. <laughs> Took a few. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it'd be fun to do that with you. Maybe, um, I know as you're starting I'm to as we talk. Big into the stadium. Starting to, starting to feel a little stronger, hopefully, here. We can get you yes. on for maybe a few episodes here throughout the year on seventh inning stretch. You bet. Kind of power through, getting ready for the baseball season as we're kind of getting through the winter months here. So, Josh Lewis, appreciate you taking some time to come on. And it was fun to have discuss MLB and all the stuff with you again, my friend. Yeah, man, my pleasure. I loved it. Edwards, always fun, my friend. Hopefully Logan Stone's feeling better and he cannot wimp out next week, right? We can hopefully get him back on. He, he was intimidating because Lewis was coming on. Uh, I think that's a good fair, a fun <laughs> factor. He was disappointed with the wheel. Did he did he spin you a big wheel, a bad wheel? Did you get what was your team this year when Logan did it? When he did the spin? Oh gosh, right? it was Oh dang! I just completely blanked on. It. I was just thinking I, about that the other day. I had too. the Rays. I remember that. I had the Rays. Did you? It's Edwards. You had the Dodgers. Edwards had the Dodgers. I had the Dodgers. Yep. Did you have the A's, Lewis? You didn't have the A's. Probably. No, I didn't have the A's. Crap! I, like I'm totally blanking on who I had. I have it written down. I just don't I have, have it. In I front have them written down here somewhere been, too. Must have been an epic show. Um. All right, we got. <laughs> Hey, I was trying really hard to be organized this season, last season when we started. So I literally took notes the entire show. You're like the guy. You're like the guy in my school board meetings. You're the minutes guy. You're the guy. Yeah, that, yeah. Minute. All right, I want those in the report here next week, Josh. I Please reread. Reread. Yeah. Um, no, oh, that was the Reds. The Reds. Yeah, the Reds. All right, so you had a little. I had bit the Reds. Of so that was that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Oh, did a cruise. That was fun, guys. Good show this tonight. Seventh inning stretch. Hopefully, we'll be back on next week. Maybe we'll eventually. Edwards, I think we'll have said this for two months. Snell will get signed. Maybe one of these times they'll get Maybe. signed and we'll do a podcast and talk about it with it. Um, but at least, yeah, we'll give this to you every week during Variety Sports. Be sure to check out all the football stuff this week. There's going to be a lot of stuff this weekend here on Variety Sports Network. Um, so be sure to uh, check that out. But we appreciate all our baseball fans. We've been having great views with that. Appreciate all that during the offseason. Like I said, baseball is 365 for me. So it's always fun to be able to talk it. I know Josh Edwards feels the same way. Josh Lewis, I know, feels the same way as our guest here. So for Josh Edwards, my co-host, for our guest, Josh Lewis, I'm Darren Breyer. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.